It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast brought to you today by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low price, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome, new listeners, returning listeners. Chris and I are finally back together following this Father's Day weekend for two episodes, and then I will be out for the third episode this week because I've got a family situation that that uh, requires my attention. But while you're here, please leave a rating, leave a review, follow or subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And then, of course, when we're not here, you can find Chris over the Team 980, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, with his co-host there, Pete Methurst. Also find them on the Odyssey app. You can also find this show on the Odyssey app. Chris also covers Washington football team for you in writing at SI.com. Find Chris on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, good to be back with you. We talked a little bit in the interim while I was recording shows solo. So I've heard from you uh, since the last time our listeners heard from you. But either way, uh, we're all glad that you're back. In, and I'm sure that our listeners are hoping you enjoyed your much-deserved family time. And uh, we get to kick off this week rejoining each other with some 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 good news coming out in the National Football League on Monday. Yeah, and happy Father's Day late to everyone. Um, David, yourself, um, uh, and uh, everyone out there, we um, – you know, we hope everybody had a great weekend and got to enjoy, uh, you know, part of the greatest fraternity uh, that there is, and that's being a dad. Um, so hopefully everybody got to enjoy that. But like you said, we had uh, on Monday evening, like right before we kind of started to record this, maybe about an hour or so before we started to record this, we uh, heard that Carl Nassib, who does not play for the Washington football team, but uh, is a defensive end with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, David, he has come out uh, as the first openly gay active, active NFL player. Uh, and he made the announcement earlier on Monday afternoon. And quite honestly, it was just a matter of time before somebody felt brave enough to do something like this. Um, if that's hopefully the right vernacular, um, I don't think you should have to be brave, but unfortunately we live in a society that is critical of everything and everyone. And, um, you know, I, I would say this Nassib who posted this, you know, on Instagram saying, you know, he, he was at his house in Pennsylvania. He played at Penn state. I uh, started his career with the Cleveland Browns. People might remember him from hard knocks. He was a big part of that show when he was a rookie offering financial advice to his teammates, um, you know, a couple of years ago for, I think it was 2018 or whatever, but he you know, made a video announcement and just said, I would just wanted to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay and that he's been meaning to do this for a while now, but finally feel comfortable getting it off my chest. And then he went on to thank a, a large number of people. And more importantly, in addition to becoming a quote unquote history maker, 
Uh, he donated $100,000 to the Trevor Project, uh, which is the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America, which is probably the most important part of this. I mean, I, I hope it doesn't get lost in the historic nature of this announcement, but that is a really, really, really important cause that Carl Nassib uh, attached to his announcement. And hopefully uh, they get a lot more uh, donations and awareness for what they're trying to do in addition to what Carl actually announced on Monday. Yeah, and I mean, and and in, in reality, this is news to people who don't know Carl Nassib, right? And, and you see in his statement, he, and he he thanks you know people close to him, he thanks family members and all that stuff. And that just kind of goes to show you that there are people close to him who knew you know this this fact about him and accepted it and and, and loved him and, and cared for him uh, regardless of it or in support of it, you know, however you want to word it. And it kind of takes me back to when the whole don't ask, don't tell thing went away, uh, during my career in the army. Cause I know a lot of people right now are, are sitting there saying like, I don't care who Carl Nassib, you know, wants to date or who's he attracted, who's he attracted to, you know, there's probably a lot of Raiders fans say, dude, just get to the quarterback. Nobody cares about this stuff. But here's, here's the thing that a lot of people miss sometimes. Cause I had that attitude too. Like, especially when it started coming out that, you know, don't ask, don't tell was going to be repealed and everything. In, in my circle, is like, who cares? Like, I, I know that there are gay soldiers. I work with gay soldiers. I know, I know they're gay. And, you know, the people close to them know they're gay. Nobody cares. As long as you can shoot, move, communicate, we're good with it. But here's here's the thing that a lot of us uh, who don't have to deal with is miss. And that is that the, the stressors of life that we take for, for granted, they go away when we do what? We, we spend our off time doing activities that we enjoy, being with people that we enjoy, and, and living our life, right? Well, sometimes in certain walks of life, there are people who don't get to do that. And Carl Nassib, that's essentially what this kind of means for Carl, because you look at that donation that he made, $100,000 to the Trevor Project. Well, guess what? Carl, Navis, Carl Nassib hasn't been able to do that during his career at risk of outing himself before he felt comfortable enough to do so. So now he gets to do these things. He gets to, to reach out and help other people he feels connected to. And those are things that he didn't get to do before. So when he's living a high stressful life in a, in a high you know spot, he's at a high profile on his personal time and his off time, he now gets to do some of the things that he's gonna do. And, and if you're one of the people out there who doesn't care and is like, he could have he done that before for all I care, and and you know i wouldn't have batted an eye that's great and and i hope that you know there's a lot of people listening to the show that are like that but there are also a lot of people out there who aren't like that and that's kind of the thing that we're moving towards now i will say chris i think probably 10 years ago this would have been you know on all the channels like there have been breaking news left and right you know you know shows would have been interrupted to talk about this and i think right now it's it's getting some buzz on social media it's got some articles we're talking about it but it's a little bit less now and, and i don't and i think that's a positive because it means that we're kind of moving towards a direction where these types of things are more and more accepted and more and more it's kind of like oh okay cool got it thanks go win games for the raiders and i think that's a positive move so and that's what kind of carl is kind of getting to is i want to be part of that next step in this progression towards getting to the point where this isn't even a topic of conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, a, a couple of things here, and I, yeah, I mean, to jump in on you, uh, you know, I, and I agree with you. Um, people forget, my, like Michael Sam announced that he was gay, but that was, he never played in, actually in the NFL in terms of like regular season games. He played in preseason games um, and he announced after he came out of Missouri and was a seventh round pick. So that's one qualifier. There have been past players, uh, past NFL players that have announced. But like you said, hopefully 
David, there will become a point in time where this isn't even an issue, where it really isn't even an issue, where everyone can do whatever makes them happy and whoever they love and want to be with as long as, you know, as long as you're not doing anything to hurt anybody, that's all I care about. And that's hopefully what we should all care about as a society. Absolutely. So happy for Carl and, and having covered Carl there a little bit when he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's a good human being. And I kind of always go back to the fact that uh, when we were sitting there in Rondé Barber's Ring of Honor press conference during the, that offseason, uh, Carl Nassau was the only active player on the Buccaneers roster to sneak into uh, the press conference and actually sit there and watch Rondé and you can see him kind of soak in you know, just the greatness and, and what it took to become one of those elite players. And you just kind of see the hunger in Carl Nassman wanting to be one of those types of players. So uh, supremely happy for him. I know people who are close to him inside the Buccaneers organization. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I, I'm not going to officially go on record saying, but I, I know that some of them knew this about him before this announcement. So I know they're happy for him as well. Couldn't be happy for him. And I'll tell you what, if you're looking for a little bit of happiness, you can find a little bit of that over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. If you get the picks right and the bets right, you get a little bit of happiness. If you don't, hopefully you're not wagering a whole lot of money like I do sometimes, and you can come back and get a little bit of, a, of an opportunity to win some of that back. Either way, you can get all the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs over at betonline.ag, including baseball, basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, coming to an end. Before the next contest, go over to BetOnline on your computer or your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to and through the playoffs. Head over to betonline.ag, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Yeah, we're back together again for a couple of episodes. Again, doing a reduced schedule here for a couple of weeks uh, as NFL teams shut down and take some vacation time before the ramp up for training camp. And before long, we'll be back with you five days a week as training camp starts in Richmond on July 27th for the Washington football team. So a little bit more than five weeks as always. You can follow David on Twitter at dharrison 8 at D Harrison 82. You can follow the podcast at Lock WFT Pod at Lock WFT Pod, me at WrestleMania 621. So, David, one of the stories, and we have a little extra time, obviously, with not much and not as much going on with the team uh, that I, I thought was interesting. We could kick around, and I, I think I touched on this in, in the episode I came back for. I'm not sure if you touched on it at all um, with the whole Robert Griffin III situation uh, where he's being heavily co- 
reported in a bidding war between ESPN and Fox. And then I read Peyton Manning is a target for Amazon when they launched their exclusive Thursday night football package, which is not this year, but it's next year. And they, maybe they're going to have to pay him like $18 million a year and all that stuff. And I thought it would be interesting if we could solicit some voicemails and solicit some listener opinion in the future. Uh, and we'll tell you how to do that shortly, but also to get your input and your opinion as a guy who has kind of, you know, been watching the organization from afar um, on what name in the organization's rich history would make you want to watch their commentary, their personality, their presentation, whether it be calling games, whether it be a studio role like a Howie Long or a Jimmy Johnson, that type of thing. Is there anybody that you could think of that you go, man, that guy would make me watch? Yeah, it's gotta be Clinton Portis. I mean, you, that's a good one. You talk about personality. I mean, it'd be a little bit harder though, because in, in this aspect, you're not going to get a lot of camera time with Clinton, right? You're going to get more off camera. And a, a lot of his delivery was was definitely best served uh, being in front of the camera. But then I, I go back and I talked about this last week as well. I go back to Art Monk. And I mean, I honestly don't know if Art Monk, you know, has the chops, you know, to be an NFL analyst on television. It takes more than just knowing football. You have to have kind of the personality you think of, you know, your Tony Gonzalez type, you know, type of personality out there. So it takes more than just being good and, and knowledgeable about football to be an analyst or a broadcast special. I don't know if Art Monk really ever had uh, those chops or, you know, whatever, but that's just going back through my childhood. That's like the earliest Washington memories that I have is, is watching those teams and those Joe Gibbs led teams. Um, so Art Monk is just kind of always a name that pops in my head whenever I think of, of the history of this franchise, but Clinton Portis is another one. Uh, Champ Bailey is, is another guy. I mean, I think he's mm. a little bit more soft-spoken, you know what I mean? So I don't know, again, if he would have kind of the chops for it, but I mean, growing up in Colorado, he was a Bronco. And then, you know, of course, obviously attached to the Washington franchise as well. So that's another name that comes to mind as well for me uh, if they were I like to do that. that. I like that. That's, uh, th that's interesting. Now, Clinton Portis, I think, while he was a great personality and a great character, and I, I've had some interesting exchanges with Clinton Portis, uh, in the last years of his playing career. Uh, I'm not sure exactly if he likes me or doesn't like me. I'm not sure uh, right now, but I always found him to be a little bit, I don't know, uncomfortable in front of the camera. I think he would probably be good where he's got plenty of time to tell stories and to let his personality uh, shine through. Uh, I, again, I've never talked to Art Monk. Like, you know, you just mentioned that he's kind of a guy that doesn't seek the public spotlight, but the guy that I would be really interested to hear and to see what would come out of his mouth. And maybe it's not for necessarily the greatest reason, but I've always found Dexter Manley to be as, you know, as blunt and as open and as personable and opinionated whenever I've run into him, whenever I've talked to him. Uh, as you can get, and we, we got to get Dexter on the podcast here, um, you know, soon. And, and I'll, and I'll do that. It reminds me, I need to do that. Um, but, but, you know, Dexter, I think is a guy that, you know, I, again, I don't know if he would be great in a play-by-play -play role or in a booth analyst role, but I think he would be awesome in like a studio type set. I think he would be great because he's got such a booming personality and he's not afraid to have a strong opinion. The other guy that I was wondering, uh, and I'll ask you real quickly, 
What do you think about if Mike Shanahan wanted to do that? I mean, he does not have the most dynamic personality, but I mean, he's a two-time Super Bowl winning head coach. And I know this from covering Mike for four years and, and getting to know him pretty well. And he's doing work with Kyle and the 49ers uh, right now. But Mike's got some strong opinions. It's just a matter of what he would filter out. Absolutely. Um, I can see him in a studio role, you know, like kind of, you know, there with JB and those guys at the desk in the pregame and then during the halftime talking about the adjustments and then talking postgame about what went right for certain teams, what went wrong for certain teams. Like you said, it's the personality thing. Like you have to be able to be engaging while nobody's looking at you, mm-hmm. you know, especially in kind of the low moments of the game, especially in like a blowout. Like if you're in the midst of a blowout game, you really got to turn it on as a broadcaster. You're going to lose viewers. So it, it takes a little bit more. We all know this. I mean, you know, I've never met Matt Millen, you know, in person. So he might be a really great guy. And I don't mean to come at him personally or, you know, anybody out there who knows Matt, you know, I don't mean to offend anybody, but Matt was kind of always one of those ones. You just, you know, it was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know, it, you know, the, the, the Detroit Lions are down by three. So, you know, hey, Joe, they really need a touchdown here. Like, <laughs> oh, well, that's that's really engaging stuff, Matt. I appreciate you. So right. and Matt is obviously very smart about football, having played, worked in, in the front office. So he's intelligent about the game. Well, Lions fans would argue that. opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, so so with, with Coach Shanahan, I mean, like you said, no, no filter or minimal filter. So I would love to hear what he has to say. Yeah. But as a play-by-play or even a color analyst, I don't know that he can engage the audience when it's not a game that does the job for him. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Just in wrapping up this conversation, I mean, D'Angelo Hall is obviously in the radio booth now. I worked with Chris Cooley, uh, and he had some strong opinions and analysis. Got a chance for a couple of years to work with legendary Hall of Famer Sonny Jurgensen and Sam Huff uh, and Doc Walker, who's a part of the fun bunch and a Super Bowl champion and all that. Um, but but I, I would say this, more than even Mike you know, it's, it, it's, it's weird. Like the late great legendary Joe Bugle would have been awesome to watch or to listen to, but I don't know if Joe could have censored him self enough. Cause he had a hard time going more than 10 seconds without dropping an F bomb uh, and God rest his soul. And also there's another guy who's right now the current Pittsburgh Steelers special teams coordinator who I got to cover for a number of years. And uh, I remain friendly with Danny Smith, who I think would be, he's the guy, like if you ever watch a Steelers game, you see like him chewing on a big wad of bubble gum. Uh, He is a spitfire. Like usually special teams coordinators are all fired up. And that's who I kind of like to listen to commentary from uh, in terms of the broadcast side. All right. That was fun. I just wanted to throw that out there. Some good names. Clinton Portis, I could definitely see. I just don't know how comfortable he is uh, in front of the camera. Coming up on the Locked On Washington football team podcast, we will get a voicemail from you, our listeners, which we appreciate very, very much. And we'll uh, have some odds and ends to wrap up. We'll see what time we have to get to what we can get to. But first, David and I would like to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. That's right. I had a Built Bar on Monday morning on the way to the gym. It was a chocolate coconut almond, uh, chocolate coconut, I should say, not coconut almond. Uh, And it was delish. I hadn't had the coconut for a while and it was awesome. So they have coconut and they have coconut almond. That's where I was confusing. This was just straight up chocolate and coconut. Uh, But they do have coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, uh, which, of course, is David's favorite, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted 
caramel. That's right. If you don't know which flavor per se that might be your favorite and you kind of like a little bit of everything, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar bars healthy for you and great tasting, but they're satisfying and you don't get any of the bad stuff that you get with regular chocolate bars. Most bars are between 130 and 180 calories, four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs, high in protein. Again, keeping that sugar low, delicious tasting, wrapped in chocolate. Oh, they're just the best. Order today, get the raspberry, get David's favorite, the mint brownie, whatever you want to do with it. Hey, have at it. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Today's episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast also brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, it's literally impossible for your traditional chain storefront to stock every part you might possibly need. So instead, head out, head over to rockauto.com, who has an extensive catalog, a family-run business, but also their prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do, and they give you the same price whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or you're a professional mechanic. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Wrapping up today's episode of the Lots of Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at DHarrison82 at Russellmania61 in the show, of course, at Locked WFT Pod. Back together after a little bit of a break after the Father's Day weekend. And Chris, we've had some voicemails sitting in the docket. We've gotten some more uh, since we've been away. But like I've been saying, I wanted to wait until we were back together to answer these uh, these listener voicemails because I think they deserve both of our attention. So let's go ahead and fire one off right now to wrap up today's episode. So I believe I was caller number three that got played as uh, as a guest on the show, and uh, I forgot to leave my name last time, and you guys spent a good amount of time reminding people that it would be nice to know names. Uh, so this is Todd from Utah, the uh, Washington uh, football fan for 41-plus years, uh, but never lived in the D.C. area and uh, just loved the team. I think what I would like to talk about is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think uh, a lot of the Washington fans uh, expected us to make a huge splash in free agency or to move up in the draft. Uh, and, and as we all know, uh, or we should know, you know, even, even first picks in the draft are, you know, 50-50 chance they're going to turn out to be a decent quarterback. Uh, and you basically what you do is you look at the people that we have on the roster other than Ryan, and what you've got are some people who can manage a game that'll do decent, that'll do okay, but they don't have that magic. They don't have those moments of pure brilliance uh, and experience that, that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. And that's where you get the Fitz magic. There's moments that he pulls off things that some of the best in the game can do. Uh, and then there are those moments when maybe he makes some poor decisions or he gets put in a position where he has to make some, make some uh, aggressive decisions that backfire. And yet, I think, I don't know if he's ever had a team this talented around him, uh, as far as the offense goes. So let's, 
really see what kind of magic can happen. Uh, and maybe that defense could keep them away from those tragic situations just a touch more. Uh, in my opinion, I think that he's, there's a great chance he may have a wonderful season uh, and have those moments of brilliance that nobody else on the roster can pull off. And probably most of the quarterbacks who just got drafted will neither. That's my opinion. Tell me what you think. Once again, it's Todd with Utah, or from Utah. I should be. All right, Todd, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And yes, thank you for including your name so we know how to address you guys. We appreciate that. And thanks for being a part uh, of the show. I, listen, David, you, uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was there for a couple of years in Tampa. So obviously you talked about him a lot. I, I guess my, my, my biggest question for you and, to Washington football fans and certainly sounds like, you know, Todd is very much in favor of, of kind of going forward with how things are right now in terms of Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably the number one and should be, at least in my opinion. Uh, do you think that Ryan is a lot better than when you last saw him in a Bucks uniform? I, I think he's, I, I think he, I think for the first time, at least my memory, he didn't get benched last year because of poor play. I think he got benched because, well, they had committed to Tua Tunga Viola. But I'm curious on your end, having been and talked about him as much as I'm sure you guys did when he was with the Bucks, and then over the last two years and now that he's in Washington, I don't know if we've tackled that specific part of it. Yeah, I mean, I think physically he's probably just as good as he was with with the Buccaneers and, and that's good you know what I mean like he he was a very talented quarterback physically underrated mobility good enough of an arm very intelligent knows how to read the defense um I think what he did in Tampa and, and sometimes when you see kind of the Fitz tragic it's a combination of things I think sometimes Ryan gets uh caught up in trusting his receivers almost a little too much you know like like not so much to you know the, like they're gonna catch the ball but more Oh, uh, you know, the coverage looks tight or there's double coverage or it's really a bad angle. But I'm going to go ahead and put it in there anyway because I think my guy can make the play on the ball. And it's good to have confidence in your receivers, but sometimes uh, if you kind of get a little overconfident or you just kind of want to believe that your guy can make it happen, that can kind of leads you to putting them in positions that aren't good for them. Uh, and then you end up with some of the some of the situations you have. You also see, you know, again, going through Ryan Fitzpatrick's career, like, yeah, he's never been to the playoffs, he never won a playoff game, he's never taken a team to the Super Bowl, but look at the teams he's played on. And and some of that is is part of it. You know, quarterbacks get the blame for for losses. They get the credit for wins. I got that. That's how the culture works. And, and Ryan, I'm sure, has accepted that a long time ago. But he hasn't really been on any playoff rosters either, other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. But even that roster, you know, when Jameis Winston came back uh, from his suspension, you know, coming out of the suspension, I want to say the Bucks. I want to say they were four and one or four and two. Maybe I'd have to look it up to know for sure and remember correctly. But you know they weren't doing bad under Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's where the Fitz magic came from, and the Deshaun Watson or the Deshaun Jackson, you know, uh, uh, outfit at the press conference and all that stuff. And that's where all those gifts came from. And then Jameis Winston came back from his suspension, and it was kind of always a predetermined path that once Jameis came back, that was going to be his job. He was going to be the starting quarterback of the Buccaneers. Now some other things happened. And there's some stories from the from behind the scenes that I don't have enough verification on to really pass out in public. But you, you didn't really see Ryan Fitzpatrick get the chance to lead a playoff caliber roster like the Buccaneers obviously were building because a lot of those players are still on the team right now and they just won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. So that's really the closest that I've seen to Ryan playing on a playoff roster. 
And he was doing pretty stinking good, you know what I mean, until he had the job taken away from him. Then you look at Miami, and that's probably the second best roster he's been a part of. And again, he was doing pretty stinking good until he had the job unceremoniously taken from him. And I get it's part of their plan. It was always the plan for Tua. I got it. But regardless, the, the two opportunities that Ryan has really had to play with a really good crew around him, he lost the job. And it really wasn't anything he did to lose the job. It was because of the younger guy that was there that he lost the job. Well, now you have a situation that we presume anyway, where Washington, Ron Rivera, is giving him the opportunity to come in here and become the leader of this team because you're the leader. Not because we're waiting till week eight to make this younger guy the leader. I don't believe the intention of Ron Rivera is to say, Ryan Fitzpatrick, go out here, start the season until Taylor Heineke is ready. I believe unless Ryan Fitzpatrick shows he's not capable of leading this team, he's going to be the starter barring injury. And that is something that we have not seen Ryan Fitzpatrick have the opportunity to do because this is a playoff roster. That's not homerism. I'm. This is my first year covering this team. You can't mm-hmm. call me a homer. All right. <laughs> that This is a playoff roster. This is the first time, if I'm right, that Ryan Fitzpatrick has an opportunity to earn the starting job and lead a playoff roster. So let's see what he can do with it because I've seen what he can do without a playoff roster. And sometimes it's pretty sneaking amazing. So yeah. this dude can win races in a Dodge Neon. I want to see what he can do in a Corvette. And, and remember, when you don't have a defense, at least on paper, as good as Washington's is, and, and maybe even the offensive speed and all that, um, sometimes you press too much. And 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 that's what leads to Fitz tragic sometimes uh, and puts you in a, in a spot. All right, coming up on the next edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, I want to get into Jimmy Moreland. There was a really cool stat that I wasn't aware of that I was surprised by, and I want to talk to David and you guys about the impact or the potential puzzle that Jimmy Moreland could fit into in this 2021 season. We'll have that and much more on the next edition of L-O-W-F-T. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcast. As we mentioned earlier in the show, we'd like to hear from you. What former Washington football slash Redskin player, coach, personality would you love to hear on a network TV broadcast or on a network studio show as the face of an NFL broadcast let us know lockwftpod at gmail.com lockwftpod at gmail.com or by voicemail 301-615-3577 for david harrison i'm chris russell thanks for listening we'll be back with another edition before too long right here locked on washington football team podcast Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 